Welcome to the Man Up God's Way podcast, a show that dives into the real, raw, and relevant issues for men in their faith, life, and community. Now, your host, Jody Birkin. To our uh, sixth episode here. And share with you and uh, I can't complain yeah man. it's Monday so I'm happy so you were off last week and I you was missed our me, podcast what'd you do I listened to you guys take a little uh some shots again we so did. We'll, we'll square that up <laughs> yeah. later we're gonna class the show up here first and interview a, an outstanding citizen of the community and then we'll get to all the jokes that you guys made last week but yeah, yeah. we had fun it was a uh, it was a it was a bizcation I had some meetings in New Orleans I uh, took the opportunity to take my wife we neither one of us had ever been and uh, we had a great time. It was good. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Awesome. And it, as always, in the background, we got Fergoza and Rusty. How are you hey, guys? Hey, what's up? Good. Doing good. Good. Glad to <laughs> get, have you guys here. Those are our production guys. And um, for all those watching today, just want to say thank you. Um, be sure to share this uh, podcast with all your friends and uh, everybody out there. We're trending right now um, uh, pretty heavily. We're in the top 15 podcast christian men's podcast and things seem to be kind of moving and grooving for us we keep bouncing up and down and i think uh i think god's doing a crazy thing here which is uh pretty cool it doesn't help hurt that we have a pretty big social media following as well um some of our merch here that we've got this is what's this what um this is how we pay for the podcast if you will got some coffee got some mugs got books uh got a flag on the back i didn't tell about the flag last week we got the new flag the man up flag in the back last week and so excited about that you can go to man up gods or excuse me man up uh to pick those up so anyway without any further ado really excited tonight um god has just been really moving behind the scenes uh with man up god's way and some partnerships that we're really trying to work on and out of the blue uh we started um having a conversation with a, a couple guys and um zach clinton is uh, one of them um he was introduced to me by his buddy ben and um, i actually met him through the founder of faith life and so this is like this this we this 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 blanket that's being weaved together and uh really getting uh, uh some some of us together and so really excited tonight uh zach clinton uh go ahead and introduce yourself man yeah, what's up, everybody? First off, Jody and Ben, thank you guys so much for the opportunity. Uh, man, just very thankful to come alongside you guys and partner with you and join you on your show. Glad you're here, man. Glad you're here. It's, so, it, it, real quick, it sounds to me like you've got a lot of smart, wise Bens in your life. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I just, something I just picked up That's on. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> Zach's got a smart Ben. I got a smart Ben. Yeah, I get it. That's <laughs> it. Ben is actually Ben that you are referencing is actually my brother-in-law so he's okay. been around a while and he's a wise one i'll okay. give it to him there you go that's good <laughs> that's good so you're not uh un too unfamiliar with podcasts tell me a little bit about your podcast that you've got going on yeah so we have a podcast called the built different podcast mm -hmm. and naturally what we're trying to do is we're just trying to invigorate um some hope and encouragement and motivation in the lives of so many people that listen i'm in the counseling realm and so i really like to just try to spark change um, and some, like I said, motivational psychology, peak performance psychology, different stuff like that. So what we try to do is interview um, some of the top kind of 
performers in um, their areas of expertise. So motivational speakers, professional athletes, pastors, leaders, whatever that looks like, and just kind of utilizing the power of someone's testimony to spark something within your life. Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. I always tell guys all the time they need to have a two minute, a 10 minute and a 45 minute version of their testimony. You know, you got to be ready, right. to, ready to share that at any time. So as we'll talk a little bit more about the podcast, tell us a little bit about the other ministry that you're involved in. Actually, the other a couple of ministries that you're involved in. Let's talk about Ignite Men. What does that yes. look like? So Man, Ignite Men's ministry is something that's so near and dear to my heart. Um, my dad actually started the ministry about 12 to 13 years ago, kind of with me as the youngster in the forefront of his mind. He wanted to start an event where he could bring in these men that I was looking up to, right, like as heroes, um, but heroes in the faith. Right. So professional athletes, pastors, like I said, motivational speakers, kind of the same thing as the podcast, but in an event form where men could come as like a safe place to really just worship God, um, come collectively together and build relationship, not only with him, but with one another. And so it's just been amazing to see what God has done um, in and through the lives of so many. Just imagine, right? Picture, I'll never forget, one of my favorite memories as a kid was just listening to eight to 10,000 guys in the Liberty University Vine Center with 4,000 of them coming forward, right? At an altar call, arm in arm, tears rolling down their face. And there's nothing like the sound of men worshiping God. There's oh, just that's not. amazing. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah. I've had the experience of that couple of times. It's pretty nice. It's really nice. Yeah. That's awesome. What a, what a legacy your dad's leaving you. I meant like, you know, starting that off yeah. with the mindset that how can I train my son and teach my son, you know, to be a yeah. better man of the faith. And then here you are, you know, 12, 14 years later, you're, you're kind of falling into his footsteps and carrying on the baton. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been a blessing indeed. I look up to him. He's definitely my hero. I still tell him he just had a birthday. He turned 62 and I tell him every birthday, I said, dad, I just want to be still want to be just like you. So yeah, he's, he's definitely my role model. That's for sure. I have a question. Is it February birthday? It was February the 3rd. All right, good. Mine's February 22nd, so we're good here. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. So the other ministry yeah. you're involved in is the AACC. Tell us a little bit about yes. that. So the American Association of Christian Counselors is a ministry that my dad has had the opportunity of being the president of now for, I would say, over 30 years. Um, and really what we're trying to do is we're trying to educate and equip um, counselors within the mental health field, just trying to give them more evidence-based stuff in a Christian perspective, but also when it comes to the lay counselor, the pastoral counselor, trying to help them understand what that looks like to become a certified Christian counselor and different things like that through courses, um, through our Christian Care Connect, just different opportunities to really intertwine mental health and the church, because we think that there is definitely a bridge um, that needs to be formed, and we're just trying to help out with that process. Yeah, I've got a lot of questions for you about the mental health stuff, and I've got some theories that yeah. I want to I want to run by you uh, here in a oh, little yeah. bit. But let, let's uh, let's just kind of I, I wanted you just to, to introduce those, um, just so yeah. we have them out there, and then we're going to talk about each one individually here quite a bit. But awesome. uh, why don't you start off with your your testimony? Um, tell us a little bit about yeah. yourself, uh, how you came to know Christ and, um, you know, the struggles, the ins, the outs, uh, to, to how you got to where you are today. Man, that's, I, I love that question. Um, you know, first off, God is so, so good. Amen. That's just, 
the in and out of my entire story. I was born and raised in a Christian home, kind of like you're saying with my dad and my mom were actually both heavily involved in ministry. So my dad was leading the AACC, Ignite, but my mom heads up an extraordinary women's conference. So it's the sister of Ignite. Oh, wow. um, pretty That's much cool. same exact thing. Yeah. So it's been a blessing. I went to a Christian school my entire life, right? So I was raised in the faith, um, but I kind of hid my life uh, in the shadows of my parents, you could say, for a very long time throughout my entire high school career. Um, I, I spoke Christianese, right? I could go and recite all the Bible verses, attend every Bible class, um, get good grades. Right. Um, I, I was a good kid, right? And in earthly standards, I looked like a good kid. I wasn't making too bad of decisions, anything like that, but my faith was not my own. And right. so that was something that I hadn't made it personal. Um, and I didn't really understand that and what that even meant until I got to college. And really what happened was I played three sports all throughout high school, I had the opportunity of going to Liberty University to play college baseball. For four years, I was a pitcher there. And during my sophomore year, everything was going great. Um, I was having the opportunity where I thought I was going to have um, a key role in the team. And then all of a sudden I broke my leg pitching right? That doesn't happen. Okay? That doesn't happen. Yeah. doesn't happen. Crazy. So as I broke my leg, um, I'm sitting there and kind of the one thing that I loved, right? Baseball right. was completely stripped from me. And so my dad looked me in the face and he kind of gave me the, he said something that I related to every aspect of my life, not just physical and baseball, but he said, son, you can either start working out or you can just keep hanging out. And he said, oh, a lot of the kids man. that get in a lot of trouble, man, and remain complacent, right? They're the ones that just hang out. And right. so that's where I felt like my faith was. I knew who God was, right? I knew what he did for me. I was preached it, shoved down my throat my entire life, but I hadn't made that connection yet from the mind to the heart that, okay, Jesus actually died for me right. personally. And so in that moment, you know, I really feel like I came to grips with myself. I released my clenched fist of trying to control very performance-based life trying to live for the applause of others through sport, but I finally released it, surrendered it to God. Um, but then, you know, fast forward, I'm so thankful that experience happened because my senior year of college came, I was actually engaged to be married and things didn't work out to where months leading up to the, um, to the wedding day, it just got completely X'd out, ghosted, gone. And wow. so that for me, my biggest fear, like most men, like almost everyone, right? right. The fear of abandonment, yeah, exactly. fear of unacceptance. And so my biggest fear came to fruition and I was left with another crossroads of, okay, what am I going to do about it? Right. And to be honest with you, I was broken. I was. And I, it took a lot of grieving process, right? A lot of people helped me along that process. I sought counseling. Um, and I'm so thankful for the people that spoke such life into my life. But there was a moment in my life that changed forever about three and a half years ago when I went out into a special place. I go out to the woods, right? That's where I typically go just to seek God, find him through nature um, into a very peaceful place. And as I'm out there, it was a super hot day. I'll never forget it. Probably 95 degrees, no wind whatsoever. And all of a sudden I'm just crying out to God, right? I'm crying out to him on my knees, saying, God, what is it that you want me to learn through this, right? Even harsher questions, why me? And all of a sudden I had all these questions, but the wind started going, and I can't even make this up, but the leaves started kind of swirling around. And they right. formed this almost like pillar right in front of my face. And in that moment, I felt God kind of breathe into my life. Zach, in the absence of clarity, there is an invitation to intimacy with me. So, mm. I, Zach, you don't need all those answers, right? All the answers you're looking for, I am the answer. 
And in that moment, I just kind of pressed into my relationship with God like never before. And God has done some miraculous things, and I've seen him do miraculous mm-hmm. things. And when you experience God, it takes that knowledge to belief. Right. It really does. And you now believe, and I can proclaim it, right? Christianity, my faith is not just what I do. It's who I am. And now, you know, full circle, three and a half years later, five months ago, I, I met, literally was able to marry the girl of my dreams. Oh, and wow. God was <laughs> completely brought things just back full circle. And that's kind of my message in my testimony that's is that awesome. you have to remember as you're going through the processes of life that we still serve a God who will fulfill every promise along the way. So, Amen. That, yeah, that's, that's awesome. about you know, me. That's good. It's, a, it's amazing how uh, when that happens in our lives and we and our, our faith comes to life, how that question goes from why is this happening to me mm-hmm. to why is this happening for me? Right. Because, right. We, because of our trust in God. Yeah. If we just have that faith and we trust that everything that he's doing, he's doing for a reason, he's doing for our good, that question becomes, why is this happening for me? Right. That's good. That's right. Yeah, I keep telling my kids because I'm, I'm also a pastor and I've got kids, you know, that are having to, you know, the, all they've known is, is Christianity and church and, right. you know, conferences right. and, you know, everything. And I, I always told them, I, you know, I, both of my older kids, I've got a 21 and a 19 year old and then twin 11 year olds. And I've always told the older ones, there's going to be a day where you're going to have to make the decision for your Jesus, not daddy's Jesus. You know, you're going to have to figure out who Jesus is to you. And it sounds like you went kind of like in the same thing where it was like, you're going through the motions. I mean, you know what it means to be a good moral Christian looking person, but that relationship wasn't there. And you had to figure, figure that out on your own, um, out in the wilderness, you know, which is a great spot to be able to find Jesus. A lot of times that's good. That's awesome. Amen. So so you, you just got married how long ago? Five and a half months ago. Yes. So five months ago, yep. Got married. Uh, it was such an amazing experience. I'll never forget that day. It was so special, but probably my favorite moment of that day was leading up to it. Just those moments with my wife, um, and just kind of writing our own vows, right? So Mm -hmm. that was something that meant the world to me and to hear what my wife had to say, to really pour out my heart to her in a way that I had never done before. And the vulnerability that comes with that and authenticity, that was something that I will always, always cherish. Yeah. Super special. That's awesome. Well, I've been married 32 years. Um, nice. And so I can tell you that uh, you need to remember that day. It's like I tell people all the time, remember your salvation day. That's the pinnacle. Like that's the, that's, right. that's the greatest day of your life. And then here comes, here, here comes life in general. And um, you and your wife will always have to go back to that day, you know, because that will be right. the purest moment, the greatest moment of your marriage. And you'll have to mm. remember those vows. You'll have to remember why you, uh, decided to 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 do this marriage and and how to stick it out and how to fight it out and uh, that will yes. be the pinnacle of uh, of your marriage and you know things mm-hmm. will change and you'll have different pinnacles but that will always be the mountaintop you know that 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 That's first right. day so uh, I want encur- <laughs> yeah. to encourage you that you know, no I meant I've got Thank an amazing you. marriage I'm I'm just saying that That's right. you know it's just like your testimony though you know when you finally yeah. give your life to the Lord it's that's the greatest day of your life. Like it's that, 
you feel so sweet and and that's where you have to go back to because what the enemy wants to do is tell you that that wasn't real or uh you're you weren't really saved or you weren't no i was i remember that day may 22nd 2003 that was for me so that's that's a great point because it's it's um all all through the new testament in the in the pauline epistles Paul remembers that day like it was yesterday, and he talks about it over and over. And what we can fall into a trap of as Christians is we get away from that day, and we get lazy, and we get complacent, and that day doesn't mean Mm. what it should to us. So it's very. That's a great point. It's very, very important. It is. The the the, there's there's only two times I've ever felt completely in the will of God to where I knew it. And one of those days was the day I married Stacy five years right. ago. And good. I try to remember that day because every day is not always great. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's, right. That's good. That's awesome. That's right. So, so you're married mm-hmm. and you, you just recently married and I saw, I see that yes. you said you went to Liberty. We've got uh, one of our young men who actually plays for Liberty football uh, oh, nice. from our church. I've watched him grow up yeah. and I mean, literally he's, he was this little bitty kid. Now he's six <laughs> foot six, three hundred and twenty pounds. <laughs> Brendan Schlittler, number fifty-five. Um, he okay. plays offensive line for Liberty, and that's uh, awesome. We, and we watched him grow up, man. He he just he won't even fit through the door now. He's just <laughs> massive, <laughs> massive. I keep telling him when he goes pro, I'm gonna tell us. St- I got a story. I'm not gonna tell it now, but I'm gonna tell it later when uh, <laughs> when he goes pro. That'll, it'll, it'll embarrass him quite a bit. So, um, so you finished, you finished up school after you, after baseball and you finished up at Liberty and then, uh, now you're headed in for your doctorate. I, you, you said well ago, is that correct? Yeah. So I finished up my undergraduate at Liberty, uh, played baseball there for four years, then went into my master's program in the clinical mental health counseling program through Liberty for three years. Um, and then all through that time and now even into this season of life, like you said, going into the PhD in counselor education and supervision, um, just being able to be the team chaplain of the Liberty University baseball team. So oh, still awesome. being able to be on campus, man, That's has cool. been such a blessing. I love sports competition. So not having to be too far away, I still get to be in the dugout right. and still get a feel that energy. Oh, I love it. I thrive in it. That's yeah. awesome. That's, that's awesome. good. That that's, that's a way to yeah. keep, uh, keep living the dream and, right. you know, and now you're being able to, to be, you know, a mentor to these young kids, uh, cause yeah. you've been there, you know what they're going through. And, uh, I can't imagine yeah. some of the conversations that you have there. That's awesome. That's good. To yeah, definitely you. some good ones. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I just, you know, it's quite a few, I'm 52, so it's been quite a few years since I was 19, but I I do remember, um, you know, just, I don't know, just dumb, like, you know, (laughs) you just think you knew everything, the whole world and and just dumb as a box of rocks. He used a word, (laughs) he used a word earlier when he was talking about doing the vows, vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Men, that is yeah. an evil word to men. For, yeah, and is. what oh, I've, what goodness. I, you know, when me and Stacy, when we first couple of years we got married, we struggled. We we started going to mar- marriage mm. counseling, and it opened my eyes up to counseling, and I love it. Right. We we don't yeah. always yeah. go. We, we go when we feel we need to, and we want to get something worked out. But I love it, and and as I've learned to become more vulnerable. Mm. There's just so much more that opens up in my life right. uh, because I'm willing to share my feelings more. Men need to do that more, and I'm sure right. you're talking Amen. to men about vulnerability and opening up and sharing their feelings and all that stuff when you're when you're counseling men, huh? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, most definitely, Ben. I think that is something that, like you're saying, that men really miss in particular because we live in a culture and society today that preaches independence, right? Go out and do it right. on your own, right? And we preach, like, what what is strength in right. our culture? It's all about how much you can lift. It's all about right. this different stuff, how much you can hide, how much you can take and keep mm-hmm. going, right? Yeah. But like you said, vulnerability and authenticity, that is strength. When you can right. be your real self and still feel loved and accepted, man, that is the most powerful and freeing place you could possibly ever be. That's great. Yeah, that's and that's where most men don't get, get to, unfortunately, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've discipled, I don't even, I can't even count, you know, just over the last 15 years and that discipled mm-hmm. so many men and it's trying to get to that place of, of just being open and honest, you know, it's, it's yeah. so easy. Most of the time you can tell when a, a guy's lying to you, but they, they really don't realize that they're yeah. lying to themselves. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. if they could just get to that place where they do that and just be open and honest, man, it just breaks down a whole lot of barriers and it allows you to, yeah. to set up defenses. You know, if you don't, mm-hmm. if you don't figure out why you're doing what you're doing or feeling like you're feeling or acting like you're acting, you really can't fix mm-hmm. it until, um, you know, you get to that broken place. And that's that's not that's an right. easy thing to do. So if, if you're following Christ, everything's not all right. No. <laughs> In the big scheme yeah. of things, everything's okay. Right. But you're you're yeah. you're walking through a war and yeah. you're in a world that's at war and it everything's not mm-hmm. okay. And you remember when you used to disciple me when mm-hmm. I first came to church, you'd ask me, Hey, how you doing? I'd be like, Everything's fine. Meanwhile, my marriage yeah. was falling right. apart. And it wasn't mm-hmm. until I was vulnerable with that. And every time you'd mm-hmm. call, you'd say, how are you doing? I'd be like, man, we're at it again. Mm-hmm. And, and this, that, and the other. And that's when it started to get fixed. Change, yeah. yeah. That's good. That's, that's right. really good. That's right. And th- that's because, you know, surrender is like our point of actually beginning the battle, right? Or beginning mm-hmm. the war. When we release it, when yeah. we say, yeah, I've come to a place of brokenness in my heart and I am in desperate and dire need of a savior or of help, right? Someone right. who's reaching down to grab my hand that then begins the war because when we're when we're not when we're holding it all in we're actually just completely giving up on life in my opinion yeah and that's where surrender like you're saying ben man that's so powerful zach god got me to a place where early in my marriage second or third year we separated for a little bit and uh i was ready i I had called a lawyer and it was all my fault so i I admit Mm -hmm. that it was all my fault i had called the lawyer i couldn't deal anymore and i started bawling in my recliner and i cried out to god i said lord i know you don't want me to do this but unless you Mm -hmm. bear this burden for me i can't bear it anymore and everything changed within 24 hours it was amazing Mm -hmm. what changed that's amazing yeah that's good that is amazing. Oh, really I'm, I'm kind of, I know I'm in here in the back, back and you can't see me as well, but that's one of the things, you know, uh, being able to go to counseling, you know, when my wife and I were going through a rough, rough patch, um, you know, Pastor Jody kind of talked me off of a ledge, you know, so to speak. And, mm-hmm. you know, going to counseling just honestly for myself was one of the biggest things to be able to actually open up and share, you know, what you're going through and like the struggles that you're dealing with. And then, you know, they, you know, the counselor I had gave me, uh, practical, you know, applications and yeah. ways to go in and, and do things, you know, that really helped. And then eventually, you know, we got around to the point where my wife started coming, you know, as well. And we started going together and, you know, that's yeah. definitely restored a lot, you know, not saying there's still work to do, obviously, yeah. but, you know, because it's still that's an right. ongoing process and it's going to be an ongoing process, yeah. but. 
Zach, it's been really I, I, good. Zach, I got work for you here. Yeah. These, guys, these guys need some help. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's, let's start counseling. Notice how I'm just doing fine. Yeah, you're, yeah, back to, yeah. <laughs> you're single. There's the guy. Yeah, there's the guy that we got to worry single, about. You got no yeah. issues. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, that's awesome. Well, let's let's hop into the uh, the counseling. So, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. What made you? Uh, other than following in your dad's footsteps, like what made yeah. you feel that that was the dir- the direction, maybe the life choice that you were going to make um, uh, after college and all of that? What what was what was the catalyst there? Yeah, so I think you know, for me, like you said, it, a lot of it had to do with me actually watching my dad and kind mm-hmm. of seeing what he was able to help people produce in their own life. Um, and as just as a people helper in general, just him being able to walk alongside of people, because that's all counseling is, right? right? It's not get, we don't have the answers. We don't give advice. It's really just walking alongside of people in this journey that we call life. Right. Um, we're fellow travelers at the end of the day, right? We're no different than a client. We're no different than the person sitting across from us. We've just been educated in this field of choice. And so that's kind of where my love came from. It was through sports too. Right. Um, and just connecting with my teammates, seeing kind of the hurts and the attachment wounds and the different things that they were experiencing, whether it was anxiety, whether it was depressive states, depending on relationships, all sorts of different things that I saw. I just saw this need of my friends and so many others that just needed help. Right. And I just wanted to be someone that could maybe just be an ambassador um, to provide help that only comes from God. Right? right. And I think that's what people need to understand, too, is that Jesus so many people, I'll say it this way, so many people when they're going through painful experiences, they want to put on like a Band-Aid, right? They'll yeah. go to anything to numb or anesthetize their pain. Time is not the healer of all things. Jesus is. Yeah, and so people go. need to hear that. And that's why I love Christian counseling is because we can then actually point and direct people in an ethical way, but point and direct them toward the ultimate source of true right. healing and true hope because hope is a person. And so, yeah, that's kind of what got me into it. And that's where my love for counseling and just the mental health field in general kind of comes into play. That's hey, awesome. Zach, what? Zach, we, we, yeah. we forgot to tell you before the show, you can't use words like anesthetize on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have, we don't have Ben's PhDs. over there on his phone. I'm, what I'm does over that there mean? trying to Google what anesthetize. anesthetize what did he mean? say? The, 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 did the, he say exercise? <laughs> we don't don't like that word on this podcast either my dad's an anesthesiologist so i got it i got it <laughs> that's great that's uh, great so like what is your your field or expertise if you will when it comes to counseling is there a certain genre i don't know if that's the right term to use but that you fall into or field that you fall into so I'll give you a couple of theories that I really enjoy are cognitive behavioral therapy, which really says that our thoughts influence our emotions, which then influences our behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love just diving into the mental things, kind of the negative cognitions, different things like that. But then attachment. Um, my dad is big on attachment. That's what I've learned under him um, with a lot of it. And I feel like so many things are influenced by the attachment wounds that people experience early on in life. Mm -hmm. And typically when we're sitting in with a client or in a session, right, just being able to dive into, okay, let's dive into some of your past if that's all right with you. And things will come up from the past that just resurface and kind of trauma, different things like that. But what I love personally is sports psychology. Um, Kind of what I mentioned earlier, motivational Mm -hmm. or peak psychology, helping people perform at their best and optimal level. Um, And a lot of research that I'm doing right now is built kind of around shame 
um, and the mm. trauma of failure because they, you know, research has shown that the most common trauma in life is that of failure. So then experiencing, you know, when you do experience failure or pain, pain can ultimately become your prison. You can get stuck or it can become your passport, which right. propels you and it can ultimately stump potential or it can actually reach potential. So that's kind of where I love in sports psychology and different things like that. Just helping guys perform well rooted anchored in christ finding their identity in something more than a game oh that's good i wish you'd been around when my high school football coach was sticking his foot up my butt <laughs> holy cow he's <laughs> nothing but negative you know like you're a dirt bag you scumbag you loser like, we need to move uh, a like, couch yeah. in here i know <laughs> yeah. zach's bringing it man what is wrong with you I know. that's hilarious the thing about that though is that some people jody some yeah. people might be motivated well, by that. I typically right? am. Yeah. That, I mean, you ask my exactly. guys, if any of my That'll guys, push you. if any of my guys, you know, text me and say, Hey, I'm not coming to church. They get a picture of a my doll box. Like I literally, <laughs> you know, I'm sick. I was like, I've been a pastor for 17 years and never missed a Sunday. Like never been sick on yeah. a Sunday. Never, you know, just like, yeah. So I'm kind of like, I, I take out. That's a my, flat. Yeah, that is a flex. Yeah, he's got, he's come in plenty of Sundays and not performed well, but but he, but he hasn't he hasn't missed. Uh, Proverbs four twenty three. Above all else, guard your heart, for out of it come the issues of life. That's exactly what you were just talking about there. God, yeah. we, even though we're even though we're saved, and even though in that moment we're a new creature. There's still work that God has to do on our hearts yep. from because we've grown up with imperfect parents, with the Amen. devil that's also waging a war against us, with uh, the failures of life, with our, our parents not pouring the wisdom into us that they didn't have to give us in the first place. And all those things, we, we have to be, our hearts still have to be restored, mm -hmm. you know, back mm -hmm. to what I call the garden. You know, when it all kind of yeah. went wrong and, and, and our hearts were opened up to all this stuff that was never supposed to be opened up to. So I like mm. what you said there about the, about, you know, shame and the scars of the heart and the things that happened to mm. us when we're young. Mm -hmm. Yep. I can imagine. So we, we were talking earlier and I wrote this down, um, you know, one of my fears, and, and I think it's coming to fruition, is over the last few years, especially the last couple of years, just because of the COVID, the shutdown, um, yeah. you know, the, 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 the fear, the hopelessness, all the things that are, that are going on right now, uh, mm -hmm. we're starting to see, you know, studies and reports that are coming out, you know, with uh, suicide rates going up, um, addictions yep. going up, divorces going yep. up, um, you know, extramarital affairs going up, like these major life issues that are happening because of, you know, the shutdown, because of COVID, because of the fear, because of all of this stuff. Now, my question to you is, is, are you seeing this number one? And my theory is, and you, you can either deny or, um, confirm it that I think it's going to get worse. And, um, you know, I would say in the next year and a half to two years, I think we're, we haven't seen the true effect of the pandemic. Uh, that's what's going on. Are you seeing some of these things too, especially you're, you're involved in the school system or the, the, the university system and, um, the counseling system. Are you seeing these things as well? 
Oh my goodness. Most definitely. When you think about, like you said, uh, the pandemic in general, the lockdowns, uh, I mean, from everything that happened in the past two years, just the craziness and the chaos, right. a lot of fear, mm -hmm. um, anxiety, like you said, depression, even suicidality that are at now all sneaking up and rising. Like you said, the prevalence rates are through the roof. Right. And my dad always says, you know, we were in a mental health crisis before COVID and now we're in a mental health disaster. disaster yeah. so, yes, for sure. Seeing um, everything continuing to go up. And I think the number one thing that I see, I just spoke at a high school not too long ago. Um, I gave a message about authenticity. I asked people to leave something, to write something authentically that they want to lay at the foot of the cross, to put it in a bucket on the way out of the auditorium, right? A thousand kids. We got over 500 responses. And out of the 500 responses, the number one thing, right, was loneliness mm. and self-esteem issues, right? right? Especially, and this is the next generation, right? right? These are kids. These are high school, like they're 15 to 18-year-old kids. Right. And that's what you're seeing. And I think it really comes down to, um, you know, you don't have to go far in the Bible to understand what's not good. God, yeah. as he was going through creation, he said, it is good. It is good after each day. It is good, right? But the one thing that he said was not good was for man, man to, to be, be alone. alone. Yes, exactly. That's right. And so we were made mm -hmm. for relationship. We were made to love and be loved. And what I feel like COVID's really doing is my generation is the most connected through the phone. I don't have my phone on me, but right. also the most disconnected, right? right? So when we naturally gravitate toward complacency, I'm just going to sit at home and I'm be disconnected from people. We're actually, man, we're killing ourselves because right. we were made for that interaction in that relationship. So yes, to prove your point, yeah, I would definitely say it's not only going up, but yeah, I'm worried that it's going to continue to go up as well. Right. Yeah, that's we're starting to see that here, you know, just you know, even within the church world, um, you can just see the, the, the depression. Matter of fact, in our community this past week, um, this past weekend, as a matter of fact, just a couple of days ago, a little 12 year old kid committed suicide and, um, uh, you know, just blamed it on the, the, or I shouldn't say blamed it on anything that the assumption is, is that he was bullied and, um, you know, he spent the last two years at home and all of a sudden they go back to school and, it's just been yeah. it's just been so hard on these kids and i'm watching my own kids mm -hmm. you know struggle with the same things and you know the the world is hopeless right now and um yeah. you know we we have to do a better job and i know that's what ignite men we'll start talk about that here in just a minute and i know that's what man of god's way is is to get the message of the gospel out um to, to more and more people so they understand that there mm -hmm. is hope no matter what's going on in this life, like if you have Jesus Christ and you're a follower, um, you, the worst thing that can happen to you is die. Yeah. Like, we, I mean, that's, mm. you have heaven. So, I mean, just to insert <laughs> yeah. here, I mean, we're talking about how hopeless the situation sounds, um, but from the outside looking in, uh, you know, a group of high schoolers who are emotionally aware enough to say that's the issue, like, mm -hmm. hey, I'm lonely. Um, I don't know if right. I was that conscious in high school to where I could say this is the root of the problem, yeah. you know, I probably mm. would have put like, you know, I don't, I don't feel cool sometimes. Okay, I, I don't that's honestly, I don't remember talking about that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, like high that's school. huge. Like that was not, yeah. you know, I mean, I grew up in Kentucky and we literally had, you know, guys with uh, trucks and shotguns in the back window and. Mm -hmm. You know, right. you never had, to, you know, they, they were going to school, like literally with a, you know, a rag, a gun rack on the back of it. And like, we never thought of killing anybody or, you know, taking yeah. our own lives yeah. or like, like that, that, 
that wasn't mm. and i and i do believe it's social media like you know now you're you know when i was growing up um if somebody had a party for an example or you know four or five guys or whatever got together and they were going to have a sleepover and you weren't invited you didn't know about that until mm. monday morning if sometimes. they talked about it you know years sometimes right. maybe even year. you know <laughs> but if you're going to try to get a hold right. of them on back in my day you would pick up the phone and it would you get a busy signal you don't you guys probably don't even know what busy signal is, <laughs> I, but you would literally just keep dialing back yeah. and forth. That you know, cycle dialing kind of deal. But, I quite uh, literally had a buddy throw a party at his house. I found out in college, like we're sophomores in college. I was like, bro, we were boys. What happened? Yeah, yeah. I didn't get invited to that. Yeah, that's exactly. messed up. We had some issues. That was years later. But now, like my kids can actually yeah. look at Snapchat or you know yeah. some yeah. kind of Instagram or whatever, and they can actually tag them wherever they are like mm -hmm. they know that there's a group of people to get together so mm -hmm. i think the social yeah. uh, media along with the social construct that we have right now is just a, right. a recipe for disaster and um, most definitely and that's for sure and that's something that just falls right into what i like to say is we live in a comparison culture that's built on perceived perfection so mm -hmm. social media that's all it that's does good. and it just kind of it just reiterates right that feeling of right. i'm not good enough um, I'm unaccepted. Um, that person's better off than me, right? Or they're better than me in general. Mm. And then that brings, right, the shame, the inferiority, all sorts of different things. And that when that compiles, yeah, you can see how kids get lost in their thoughts. You can see how kids get lonely. You can see how the accuser begins whispering those lies, yeah, exactly. right? And then it's just the battle right here. And man, it, this is a scary place to live. It can be the most beautiful, free, and creative space in the brain, in the right. mind, but it can also be the most dark in desperate place ever yeah exactly i always call it stinking thinking you start the stinking stinking thinking it's all over after yeah. that yeah well that's uh that's awesome so do are you are you currently like um do you have an office and you're counseling people or are you just doing the chaplain stuff or you you're, you're literally meeting with people on a daily basis yeah, so I'm meeting with clients um, on a weekly basis. I meet with a lot of athletes. I do mentorship, discipleship, stuff like that, but obviously different than a counseling right. um, going into practice. But yeah, so I see clients on a weekly basis as well in our counseling practice at Light Counseling here in Virginia as well. So that's been um, a blessing. It's a lot of fun. Like, like I was saying earlier, counseling is really, it's just journeying alongside of somebody and just to help them with that incongruence, whatever that may be in their right. life, just trying to come with them and trying to help them kind of connect their dots and figure out a way to find that true hope and freedom. Right, exactly. That's awesome. Well, tell us about um, AACC. Um, like, I know that it's um, it's it's a membership uh, for counselors. Yes. Um, I, I think I read, and I think Ben actually told me. Not my Ben, your Ben. Um, that you had twenty thousand members or something like that uh, within the uh, yes. within the membership group, and then you have classes and certifications as well as school. So tell us a little bit about that as well. Yeah, so AACC, like you said, it's membership based opportunity where we try to really just instill within um, counselors, whether it's counselor educators, whether it's um, the supervisors, whatever, the, whether it's students like myself who want to come in because they got the ACA, you have the APA, then AACC is kind of a Christian dimension of those things. So trying to offer the evidence based practices that come around that Christian culture that I would right. say. And we have our Light University, which offers courses um, to kind of just educate, encourage, and equip 
right? Because this is kind of our thing. We want to connect, like I said earlier, bridge that gap between mental health and the church. Most people, when they're going through a really difficult situation, where are they going? They're going to, the they're going to church. Yeah, the church and the pastor. Church. Yeah, yeah. Yep. that's right. Exactly. They're going to church because it's a safe place, right? Oh, okay. I'm going to go there because I need some Jesus in me, and that's going to fix all my problems. And naturally, we believe that Jesus does fix problems, but we just want to help people figure out how to get there. So what we're trying to do is train the people specifically within the church, within these different settings, to help them understand what that looks like for best referral, right, or best practices, different things like that to help you guys in the church church understand okay this is what counseling is really all about let's not just push them toward hey you need to be a better christian right or here read this verse this will solve your anxiety right. you know that type of stuff but really trying to equip the church with understanding that and bridging that gap because we think if that's that gap is bridged ultimately that's where a lot of healing and hope can be found too right oh that's good yeah i, I tend to you know for my own personal counseling, when I'm meeting with people, it's usually three times, you know, if after yeah. three times yeah. I can't help them get on the right path or, or whatever. Uh, and this was some great advice I got from somebody long time ago, just, you know, after three days, you need to move them on to professional counseling or, you know, yeah. a, a psychiatric or something like that, you know, psychiatric doctor to, to make sure that they were, um, good and okay, you know, cause it, my uh sometimes that stuff's above my pay grade holy cow or my time you know i can't imagine you guys yeah the the, the amount of time that you spend with the, a lot of people just talking about their issues and stuff so uh that's yeah. awesome man and so um so in like for an example what's a certification like what would somebody get a certification on and what could they do with that certification through aacc Yes, yeah, so we have different um, opportunities like through Light University. We have it for life coaching. We have it for counseling. We have it for marriage family therapy. We have it for substance use and abuse disorders, different stuff like that to really just train people in those specific areas. We have, you know, master's degrees and different mm -hmm. things like that to where it's, they are the certifications and then partner with the IBCC. What that then does is kind of the International Board of Christian Care, that then can help people attain that, you know, full certification, I would say. AACC, what we offer is more so that clinical side, and then mm -hmm. partnered with that, you can get become a certified Christian counselor, certified care counselor, whatever you kind of going for, certified life coach, anything like that. Okay, awesome. How yeah. do they, How do people get a hold of um, uh, information for that? What's the website? Yeah, so you can just go to aacc.net, and that'll take everybody right there to it. Um, you'll find all the courses, you'll find all the memberships, you'll find um, our CCC. So if you are a counselor or in a practice, if you need want to join our CCC network, somebody can Google you, look up Christian counselor in my area and automatically you'll pop up. And yeah, so it's, it's a really great membership. I'm telling you guys, um, I'm not just saying that because I work here and I love the company more than anything, but it really will, like I said, bring just an equipment, encouragement and kind of education more to your life you that's, said lightuniversity.com was the other one correct that's and lightuniversity.com that's where the courses yep. are yeah, that's actually on their website yep. if you'll do the aacc.net yeah we're, we're throwing that on the feeds yep. um awesome they're uh, both the on there that, okay good <laughs> that's good perfect yeah i checked i checked those out last night those are um it's it's really interesting 
Um, and one of the things we're, we're going to probably talk about later on, not necessarily on the podcast, but we're, we're looking to do a certification through uh, man up. So hopefully we can, uh, awesome. we can talk about something like that. Uh, as Most well, definitely as well. So uh, that'll be interesting to talk about. Um, yeah. So um, let's, uh, let's jump back into your podcast. So yeah. Now are, you're involved in the men's ministry, Ignite Men's Ministry, and we'll talk about that. Is this kind of an offshoot of that, or is this something that maybe God led you to do? Um, how did you get started yeah. in that? So, you know, Ignite was always, it's our men's event, okay. right? And so my thing was, you know, people are going to come here. They're getting on a spiritual high, which is super easy to do. It's a two-day weekend, super exciting. Hear all right. these great messages and testimonies. Yeah, let's go. Right. We're invigorated to go home and ignited to bring our faith back home. But what happens come a month later, two months later, right, when you're out of that spiritual high and you've right. hit another valley. And so what I kind of wanted to do during COVID, um, so it was 2020, was I said, hey, let's throw up an Ignite Men's Battle Cry podcast. And it was the same format. I was just interviewing men specifically on such topics of, how, you know, helping men overcome, helping them flourish in their everyday life and kind of that John 10, 10 theme right. of living a life in, in abundance. And so that's where it began. Um, and then it kind of naturally gravitated into, Hey, I want to make this more toward like the younger generation, kind of my type of generation of, I would say like kind of athlete minded, different things like that. The sports psychology realm, I wanted to open it up to women. Um, and so I wasn't just interviewing men and that's kind of where it built different formed. I'm working on a book right now with a guy um, named Max Davis called Built Different, just kind of helping people find perspective and power in the midst of their pain. And so it's just been really fun just to jump on kind of like you're doing, just interview people on their testimonies, talking about specific topics and just hearing their feedback and then just really just trying to instill hope and encouragement in that motivational piece to not only spark change, but then to sustain change in and through people's lives as well. Oh, that's awesome. That's really good. I'll be praying for your book. Um, that'll that'll Appreciate it so much. help out quite a bit as well. I listened to a couple awesome. of, um, uh, of episodes and, uh, I've got it now saved. So I've, I'm a subscriber. Nice. So I'll start listening Thank to you. it. I'll start listening to it. And I'll be more. listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, make sure that, uh, you guys go and look at build better. Is that correct? Or, or build, build different. different. I'm sorry. Build different. Yep. I almost pulled the Joe Biden on you. Sorry. <laughs> build back better. <batters. laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, build different. There we go. Make That's sure you, it. Uh, Rusty will post that yeah. as well. So, Man, that is awesome. that is awesome. Thank so how you. long? So you've been doing that since 2020, and are, is it a weekly podcast? So I've been doing actually built different. Just started um, last March, so okay. I've been doing it for 11 months, coming up on a year now. It's a weekly podcast, releases every Tuesday. Um, our podcast actually releasing tomorrow is with NFL Hall of Famer Jim Kelly, and so really fun. Just introducing him, kind of just walking through some words that all begin with the letter p and really come through that pain perspective power perseverance persistence possibility yeah so it's it's a good one um it's just a lot of fun just hearing what he has to say that's great that is great and he's yeah. been through it man yeah <clears throat> he's Kelly. been through it oh, that's right man yeah he's uh he's yes a, he has father endured. all the kids and yeah exactly that's pretty cool that's pretty yeah. cool. So what, what is else is on the horizon for, uh, built different, like, like outside of the book or do you, what do you see, yeah. foresee going forward from here? 
Yeah, so one thing that me and some of my good buddies are really kind of collaboratively um, working toward is making this more so into a ministry that gives back into our local community. Some, some guys that I played college baseball with that went on to play professional baseball that are here in the local area. What we're trying to do is to have these kind of built different clinics because um, I know the kids, man, they'll do anything and parents will do anything to get their kid an edge on the athletic field, right? right? Like they'll pay for lessons. They'll pay unrealistic amounts of money for a lesson for these kids. Right. And so what we want to do once a week is provide opportunities for kids around the local area to come out, whether it's through baseball or football, whatever sport they want to, to just get better, get poured into by former professionals or collegiate level coaches um, for free. And then twice a month, really just mentor them and disciple them and trying to build them up in a holistic sense. So not just athletically, but really just giving back um, kind of a volunteer service. And it's just been a lot of fun um, trying to collaboratively doing that and launching that in the next two weeks. So it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. That's awesome. Zach, I had a question yeah. for you. Um, yeah. And this, and maybe this is just, uh, I, I don't want to give away too much with the podcast or whatnot and what you do, but yeah. What key habits, two questions, really what key habits, um, do you find are necessary in your walk? Uh, and then the second question to caveat with that, obviously quiet time being one of them, how did you end up picking walkabouts and getting away and into the wilderness? Um, so first, like anything, any other key habits, and then to focus in on the quiet time, because I think it's so pivotal and important, something that I even do in my own um, walk. But yeah, just talk on that for a little bit if you can. Yeah, so two key habits in my faith walk, like you said, First thing is most definitely quiet time. Um, I'm actually in my PhD intensive right now. So I was in class today from eight to five. And so the one thing that we were talking about was self-care. And when I'm talking about spiritual self-care, man, I have to wake up every morning and really devote myself uh, to diving into God's word, to find quiet time. I was listening to the great theologian Dallas Willard. He once wrote, you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. And so that for me and that for so many people is so difficult because life just throws busyness after busyness, right? We always have something better mm -hmm. to do, but ruthlessly eliminating hurry life is something that has been able to really been a habit that I've tried to create, right? And it's not that we show up late to things because we're ruthlessly eliminating hurry. No, it's actually we show up earlier because we get things done sooner. Mm -hmm. And so that's, a that's something book. that I've been doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I just bought that, that book. That's Zach. John Cormers. <laughs> Zach, I just bought that book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. I was at a men's, I was Love at it. one of John Eldridge's men's conferences and I met this kid, yes. for, this young, I'm 50. So I met this young kid from Grand Canyon University. He played basketball overseas <laughs> and he sat down next to me and he started talking to me and we struck up a conversation over the, uh, probably a day and a half because we kept sitting next to each other. And he gave or he told me about this book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry and said it was love big that. in the college circuit. So uh, I bought I it. That. I haven't started reading it yet, but it's something I want to start reading very soon. That's cool. That's that good. sounds great. Yeah. So that's definitely the first piece, um, eliminating hurry, quiet time. But then the second thing I would say is really finding time to have fellowship with other like other like-minded believers and as a man with brothers in christ right so i can always go to my wife i love my wife so much she is so encouraging to me but when i band with a band of brothers um it's just something different and when we can be vulnerable like we talked about earlier and authentic and really 
open up about our struggles. These are something that we're going through. That has become a habit of mine that I do that every week, every Thursday morning, me and some buddies and some baseball guys, even we meet at Chick-fil-A 7:15 in the morning before work, before anything gets going. And we just dive into God's word. We're open, we're honest. And those are two habits that have really been just pivotal in my faith walk. And just honestly, letting other people um, what I call as people fuel, letting them fuel me and fill my cup mm-hmm. because God placed them in my life for a specific reason. So that is something that has been such a blessing as well. Now, how did okay. you end up, how did you end up picking, you know, you said you go out into the woods all the time. This is something um, yeah. that I've been doing for a while. My brother got me doing, I call it going on a walk about, well, I'll just go out into the wilderness for, you know, a week mm-hmm. at a time and try to separate from social media, separate from distraction and all the above. And, and the cool story that you described of God just kind of, you know, twirling some leaves right in front of you, seeing the hand of God quite yeah. literally move in front of you. Mm-hmm. How did you end up, you know, who taught you how to get away, you know, how to make that a practice and getting that wilderness time or that nature time? Yeah. So my dad, man, my dad is, he's a hunter. Um, he's a fisherman, right? Man, he always taught me what the wilderness was all about, always. But my dad is very good about getting away. Um, so one thing that he's always done is, for instance, if he feels locked up, if he feels stuck, if he's anxious about something, whatever's going on in his life, he's, hey, let's jump in the car and let's go for a ride, right? So mm-hmm. he loves driving back down the old country roads here in Virginia. And that's something that I've always loved to do. Um, and then John Gordon, actually, another guy who I have been – Um, just really learning under and someone that I love. He talks a lot about the power of positivity. He talks a lot about taking walks of gratitude, right? Or thankful walks is kind of what he calls them. And that's been something that's been super good too, because in some of my hardest moments of life, there's a quote that I read by Nancy Lita Moss. And she said, I've learned that in any and every circumstance in my life, I can respond in one of two ways. I can whine or I can worship and it's impossible to worship without giving thanks and that to me man that says it all right there so just being able to find time (laughs) in silence solitude giving thanks it's tough to worship while you're whining too (laughs) that's right yeah that's right i like it that's good that's really good well awesome man um good question for goza that was a good question so yeah so let's jump into uh the ignite men's um conference Okay, Love so um, give us a little history background on that, and then um, tell us what you got coming up. Yeah, so the event's been going on for about, like I said earlier, 12 to 13 years. Um, my dad started it with that whole entire idea of who can I bring in that my kid can look up to, that my kid can find as good godly men who are actually standing bold in their faith. And we brought in so many guys throughout the years from Drew Brees to Tim Tebow, Mariano Rivera, to military heroes like Marcus Luttrell, who's right over there, right? Um, <laughs> Marcos Geist, so many different people, Jerome Bettis, Big Ben, Jim Kelly, like I already mentioned, just amazing men who really want to stand firm on God's truth. And ultimately, what we believe with Ignite and kind of why Dad started it, and he wrote his like most recent book, Take It Back, is mm-hmm. because there is a beatdown on men. Right. right in our culture and society today. Culture and society is coming up with this thing called tac- um, toxic masculinity. Sorry. And all they're saying is, right, men mm. are buffoons, men are mean, men are cold hearted, men are abusers, right? They're porn addicts, they're horrible fathers, they're terrible husbands, all of these different things. And don't get me wrong, what we're just saying is we are not excusing toxic behavior, 
Right. But there's a difference between toxic behavior and toxic masculinity. Right. And that's kind of where we want to come into the picture and help instill a safe place for men because we believe that men matter just right. like you guys exactly. do. And we believe that dads matter, right? And trying to build up the next generation of men and leaders and protectors and providers. And don't get me wrong. We love everybody. We love women. But we're just saying that there's something different and we want to help encourage the heart of men because of that beatdown, right? Yeah, Church good. sometimes even can be a tough place for men to come to mm -hmm. because they feel like, okay, they're an outcast. They feel like nobody accepts them. They feel right. judged. So they don't even want to come to church sometimes. So we wanted to create an event that men say, you know what? We can let our guard down. We can come with our friends. We have workshops on fishing and hunting and football and basketball and sports. But then we have workshops on what it looks like to be a better husband, what it looks right. like for, through the 12 steps to break out of addiction, right? What it looks like to grow a dynamic faith. We have these different things where guys may come with their fishing buddies just to hear from an expert in the field of fishing. But then they come and they sit in the main stage and they hear the testimonies of these men and their lives are changed forever, right. right? So we've had story after story. It's been so amazing. And we can get into statistics when it comes to do dads matter? I mean, so many things from kids, literally. It says when a dad, hear these words, when a dad is fully engaged and present in the life of a child, okay? It, it says this, they're less anxious, they're less, less depressed. There's a less rate of suicidality. It says that their academic performance and cognitive development are increased, they're more empathetic, they have a greater and stronger male and female identity, they're actually they're less likely to give into peer pressure. I mean, it's just crazy statistics. So if we think that men don't matter, we're going completely against the facts because Amen. toxic masculinity would mean that kids would be better off without a man or a male influence yeah. in their life. And that clearly is not what the research has to say. Right. The, the, you know, the message that you shared there that, that, that men were hearing, it's, you know, it's a lot of that comes from the church too. So the, the, right. the, 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 the you suck you must do more and get men or message is not working mm. with men. Right. Men want their hearts touched. Men, mm. men want to uh, be able to feel comfortable to be vulnerable like you're speaking. And that mm. message that you said earlier, all the, you know, you're suck, porn addict, this, that, and the other, that's a real dangerous mm. message now because that's not the way um, to, to motivate or change the hearts of men anymore. That's right. And, and I'm not saying and that's right. And Jesus, though, man, Jesus was the, the model man. Yeah. Right. So I'm not just saying, too, that men have to be, you know, weak and gentle and, you know, kind to, and have this Mother Teresa complex that so many of us give to God ultimately. Mm -hmm. Right. That that's all he is, which he is those things. But God is also he's a fierce warrior. Right. Yeah. He came to fight. It says Revelation 1913. He is dressed in a robe dripped in blood, and his name is the word of God, right? So God is a warrior ultimately fighting for our freedom, and we as men need to fight for our own freedom, but also the freedom of others. Right. And so that's the beauty of who God is, who Jesus is, is that he was the manly man, right? He was that guy, and he laid a perfect foundation of what that looks like. And that's also not just talking about toughness, but like when I think of my dad, when I think of my two grandfathers, right, these this is something that I've been able to see um, in my life of what masculinity looks like to me. And they're not only were they strong, not only did they care, right? Not only did they come from that get after it mentality generation, right? Where they worked hard, 
But man, they're the kindest men I have mm-hmm. ever met. They love well. They know what it means to love and be well. Right. They know what it means to provide safe, secure relationships and attachments for those around them. And I think of a book by John Orberg. It was it's called I'd Like You More If You Were More Like Me. And he talks about the art of intimacy. Right. right. And he says that intimacy ultimately is this act and mastering the act of being present in someone's life. And I think men, when they can understand what that looks like, mastering that act of being present, that's and that's what intimacy looks like because that's what Jesus did. Right. When you think of who he spent the most time with and his disciples, man, he walked with them. He hiked with them. He fished with them. He ate with them. He Mm. did everything with them. Right. But he understood what that looked like to be fully present with them. That's good. Now, do you find, Jody, do you find that, I mean, you're a pastor in your church. Do you find men are struggling to have that intimacy? Because we do have a tendency to say, you know, hey, how we did it when I showed up today. Mm -hmm. Hey, how are you doing good? How are you Mm -hmm. doing good? Done. Surface level. You know, we don't typically sit down and say, no, 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 no. But I mean, how are you? Like, what's going on with you? So do you see men struggle with that? What's your perspective? Yeah, I, I mean, I've been doing men's ministry now for almost 15 years and um it, that's probably the biggest problem is the lack of honesty you know just saying you know um you know in in a lot of times unfortunately church most men will only come to church they don't come to the men's groups or the breakfasts or you know the the bible studies or anything like that or the small groups and it's harder to get engaged with them the ones that will actually get engaged uh, are easier to kind of find um, a common thread that you can start pulling on. And once you start pulling on that thread, you kind of reveal the whole issue of what's going on in their life. And um, I've always said men have five major problems, sex, wives, money, kids, and work. And yet we're too prideful to talk Mm. about those, you know, like if, if we would just, and that's why I always tell men, you've got to share a testimony. Like, if I'm sharing my testimony, I talk about my porn addiction and my alcoholism and uh, uh, my drink and my drug and um, my lust problems. You know, and when I start telling those, you know, of my testimony um, and how I battle them now, it usually opens up a door for somebody to say, ah, oh, I thought I was the only one going through this. And then all That's of a sudden right. it's kind of like, oh, OK, so now here's the door open now let's work it out. But m- majority of men are pretty, pretty closed minded. Clo- well, I wouldn't say that they're closed minded. Yeah. They're just not engaged. Uh, yeah, um, almost beaten into submission. Yeah. Not closed minded, but I would say beaten into submission. Like uh, I think this is a John Eldridge yeah. paraphrase. The church has done a really good job of just mm. making weak men, right. weak and submissive men. And we've turned into we see Christ. Zach, like you were saying, we see Christ and we see yeah. this. Oh, we need to be. We need to be weak. We need to be soft. We need to be Mother Teresa-esque. And no, uh, you know, meekness is great power restraint. And it's super encouraging to hear what you guys are doing. At, you know, I always, uh, you know, like even I wrote in my book, you know, a godly man is not one, you know, a, a, a godly man is not one who can bend iron or chew through steel. Like it's a man yeah. that will humble himself and and cry out to a holy God and protect his family spiritually and, you know, lead Mm. his church. You know, that's a godly man. You know, we've got plenty of bad examples of what a man looks like. Um, Now the world needs to see what a good example of what a godly man looks like, because a godly man is going to change 
his surroundings. He's gonna he's gonna be that 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 flame that the moth is drawn to. Um, oh, and, you, and you can see that a lot of times um, for for guys who are, are living a life like that. People want to be near them. People well, want people want to be, I, you know, uh, attached to them and, and, and glean everything that they possibly can off of them. Well, I you know, and it's right. one of those things I worked, you know, in a church setting actually as a staff member for almost almost six and a half, seven years, you know, full time. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the most freeing things I started doing because, you know, you're walking down the hall and people are asking, how are you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. You know, yeah. good. I started about, I don't know, it was probably about a year or so before I left. I kind of got to a point in, that I'm like, you know what, I'm going to be honest. And it actually opened up conversations with people i actually sat at their desks mm -hmm. you know we had actually mm -hmm. kind of interesting deep kind of conversations because all of a sudden you now are willing to you know how you doing oh not doing super great today or you know this you know and it didn't always you know roll over into family and what was going on but right. hey you know my daughter's struggling in school so we're having a little bit harder time with her and then you know some of the other staff members oh i've been dealing with some of same that same thing. stuff too yeah. you know and you kind of find these commonalities and then you start looking at scripture and you're actually like okay you know let's these there's this is what i'm learning here right. and they would teach you know they would uh basically tell you what they were learning as well and you just kind of help each other move along and move in you know go mm. through the process yeah yeah that's what guys got to do we've so got to learn learn to communicate and learn to talk and um we got to yeah and that's that's it that's where you know we have been focused on you know discipleship is really yeah key um there was a, a time, 2000, I think it was 2015, I spoke to over 5,000 men, and that year mm. I did a uh, poll, and I asked, mm. um, in the poll, you know, I, I would speak to these guys, and I would ask, who here is a Paul? And then I would explain to them um, what, what my, definition, my definition of a Paul was. It was to have a Barnabas mm. and an Ananias in your life pouring into you, and then it was having a Timothy and a Titus that you were pouring into. And no mm. point in your life should you ever not have one or the other. Um, there could be seasons where you're being poured into, uh, but then you should never have a season where you're not pouring into somebody else as well. And so yeah. I asked that question, and out of 5,000 men, 189 guys raised their hand that actually said they either had a Paul or a Barnabas in their life or a Timothy in their life. And... Um, you can see why the church is going to hell in a handbasket because we don't have that kind of discipleship going on in the church. That's it. And it's, uh, it's pretty sad. And, um, it so, is. so when I think of, um, you know, something like the ignite, uh, men's conference, it's a once yeah. a year conference, correct? Um, yep. yes, sir. How are you, you know, I look back in one of the big things before I wrote my first book, uh, that I studied was I studied Billy Graham and what he did in his crusades and because if you look at the 60s and 70s you had this great evangelistic movement like massive evangelistic movement. he's reaching millions and millions and millions of people but yet when you get into the 80s and the 90s the church is falling apart like why mm -hmm. what happened where where was the disconnect the gospel was spoken but I, I think of it like the parable of the sower of the seed. You know, you got the four types of soils. And here he is, yeah. you know, um, you know, spreading this this seed and it doesn't necessarily grab a hold of people because then you get into the eighties and nineties, we had this great um 
small group movement. It's really when cell groups started, you know, having the small yeah. groups and cell groups and all of this. And, uh, again, we still, now we weren't evangelizing. We were learning and getting knowledge and puffed up, but we weren't actually having evangelism. And so mm. my, my point or my question is, is how are you guys like not just having this great mountaintop experience, but how are you trying yeah. to engage these guys after the fact? Like, that's what I've yeah. always seen from our conferences is, man, we get them, we get them at the altar, we get confessions, we get salvations, we get all of this kind of stuff. And then they leave and go back to their home church. And it's like, oh, okay, what happened to them? What's going on with them? Right. Uh, how do we keep them engaged? So um, that's right. what are you guys doing for that? So one thing, this is a little sneak peek. So one thing we're actually releasing at our event this coming March um, 11th and 12th is we have developed a video-based devotional series that we're going to be emailing to stay in touch with all of these guys. And so awesome. we've collected interviews from some of the leading experts, whether it's in motivational, um, whether that's professional athletes, whether that's leading pastors, whatever that looks like that have already sent in their video-based devos. We're writing out the entire kind of script to go off of um, a weekly format for these guys that we can then email or text message them each week at the beginning of the week on Sunday or Monday, whichever day we kind of decide to do it, um, that kind of starts off their week with that video devotional and then gives them action steps to take throughout the week. And we're going to do it from March 11th, and we're going to have enough videos to then roll out throughout the rest of the year, kind of until they come back again to our next Ignite. That's, That's kind idea. of something that we've been doing and developing. It's something, um, it's really fun. Um, it's super easy. And, you know, as we live in a culture and society that is very phone-based driven through right. social media, a simple click of a button to watch a video, I'll do that in a heartbeat, right? I can watch it. I can listen to it on the way to work. Right. Um, simple as that. So that's kind of what we're doing. Um, and yeah, so really looking forward to offering that coming up, like I said, at the event. That's awesome. All right. So tell us about the, the event that's coming up. Uh, I've, yes. I've seen, the, I've seen the lineup and man, it's packed. <laughs> Holy cow. You got a lot it's, of people in there. Yeah. It's packed. No, it, we are so excited. So we got from, you know, opening night, we'll probably open it up with Inky Johnson, who is my favorite okay. motivational speaker. Yeah, I mean, I've listened to that guy time and time again. I could probably quote most of his speeches. I love him um, so, so much. So he'll probably lead it off. Then we got another motivational speaker that'll be coming in. Um, Rick Rigsby, who is, mm -hmm. I mean, he, that dude's a him. Christian yeah. motivational speaker. Yeah, I've yeah heard he's him. a preacher. He's stomping. Yeah. He brings the juice. Yeah. Man, well, then we got Jason Romano, who is actually the host of the Sports Spectrum podcast. He was an ESPN anchor for over 17 years, um, has an incredible testimony of just kind of father wounds and brokenness in his own life. Great testimony there. We got Clayton King, who's a pastor out here, such a powerful um, preacher. And I just, thoroughly have enjoyed listening to him time and time again. And then we got the athletes, right? The three right. NFL quarterbacks. So we got big Ben coming who we cannot wait to hear what he has to share with us. He came about five years ago and man, it was unbelievable to see what God was doing in his, in and through his life and how he just stirred Ben mm -hmm. in this moment, a memory I'll never forget. So he was up there sharing his testimony and he broke down in tears because it was like, he had never really done something quite like that before right. in front of that many people. And as he's sitting there and he's crying because he recognizes, you know, that his purpose is in something greater. And he's talking about his family and his kids. All of a sudden, as he's tearing up, seven to 10,000 guys just chant, Ben, 
Ben. Oh, that's awesome. Ben, and man, it was, the buildup was just insane. So we cannot wait to have him back. We got Carson Wentz coming, which is going to be absolutely amazing. That dude's on fire for the Lord. Can't wait to hear his testimony a little more. And then Kurt Warner. Um, and with his movie, American Underdog, I don't know if anybody, if you haven't seen yeah. it, you need to. We I'm absolutely. not kidding you. I watched it. <laughs> yeah, we sponsored it. It's incredible. Yeah, we sponsored That's awesome. Yeah, we sponsored it. And uh, had that's a, awesome. had the opportunity to have private showings and stuff like that. So it's been cool. That's you know, awesome. we're in St. Louis. It's a so great in, movie. Yeah, we're in St. Louis. So it was kind of uh, a big deal here. That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, so we got all those guys coming. They're speaking from the main stage. But then we have, like I said, breakout sessions. Or we'll have other people like Bobby Petroselli to guys like Bill Betts coming in from Alaska who are experts in their field of fishing and just different people from all certain walks of life. We've got licensed clinical psychologists right coming in that are going to preach on what it looks like to overcome addiction. We've got licensed marriage and family therapists coming in to preach about how to be a better husband, a better dad. That's awesome. Different things like that. And then we're coming out with our Ignite. We have an outdoor expo which is just so much fun. It keeps guys engaged. It's outside. We're going to have a live concert that will be outdoor with Micah Tyler, which we cannot wait for. And he's bringing Austin French, who he's on tour with. So keep guys engaged. The fire pits, the axe throwing, the rock climbing, everything's going to be there. So make it really interactive for fathers and sons and just a really fun experience. So if anybody listening is close by that can make it in person, I mean, get in your car, and please join us because it is something that you will never forget. It's a blast. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, um, just for tonight, I, I should say for the next couple of days, uh, Man Up is going to be promoting the Ignite um, Men's Conference, and so That's we'll awesome. be we'll be throwing it out on our social media. We have eight hundred seventy eight thousand followers on Facebook. Uh, we have a private group that has thirty two thousand men in it alone, wow. and so we'll put that in there as well. And then we have 32,000 on Instagram and uh, right around 20,000 emails that we're going to start launching for you guys uh, coming up. And so just for those hey, who are listening, you guys, hey, man, first off, well, well, thank you. You're that, it's uh, our privilege. I mean, that's, uh, yeah. you know, we need to band together as ministries more than, right. than what we do. And uh, this is our way that we can band with you. And so mm. um, the ticket prices, uh, so, so you have two two uh options you have the live yeah. which you can come to lynchburg virginia is that correct right and yes that, sir lynchburg, uh, right virginia. to liberty Thomas Rowe baptist church okay right at the the liberty campus and then yep. so if you're in the area or you feel like hopping on a plane uh, getting over there if you'll go to the website at ignite men's uh is it ignite ignite men.net yeah, yeah ignite men.net men. uh you can find hotels and stuff like that for it um so there are tickets there that you can go that for there. We have a deal for those who can't make it for the virtual yeah. uh, um, uh, conference. And so you can, as a church, you can buy, it's normally $119. And if you put in the man up code, uh, just type in man up, you'll get an extra 20% off of it. That'll be $99 for a church. So yeah. for an example, if you have a small group or men's ministry that you want to get involved in this, it's a great opportunity to to basically simulcast it um and you're going to have it for 99 bucks if you're an individual it's uh normally 29 20 percent off will get you for 23 dollars, and that's for all yeah. the events uh you won't have the breakout sessions but you will have uh, a couple that will be designated for the online yep. uh system as well i do have a question about that will those um, breakout events be recorded and be available at a later date or to purchase 
have you guys so decided that yet? They, <laughs> yeah, so we really haven't decided all that yet. That's probably something that we could ask Ben, my Ben, yep. uh, the brother-in-law piece. He probably knows a lot more about that than I do, but no, you're good. we can definitely let you guys know for okay. sure. Awesome. Well, so if you go to their website and you register for either the virtual event like I said, you can do the church for 99 or you can do the individual for 23. Just make sure you put in the man up code and uh, we'll be launching that throughout the week and hopefully get you awesome. guys some um, get you some hits on that. Now, so what is the what's yeah, we the appreciate in, you guys? What's the in-person cost? I didn't catch that. The in-person cost, I think as of now, we I know we have a special deadline going on. I'm not. The price is not coming to my head, but we do have a special deadline that ends on Friday, which uh, is February 20th. Yeah, it says 60, so if it says 67. If you guys want it. Okay. Yeah, I just yeah. pulled it up. It says yeah. 67, 67 right now. Okay. That's a steal. I mean, just perfect. That's really, it. I mean, um, I've been a big fan of Iki Johnson for a long time. I mean, that alone is worth the 67. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To hear him talk, he's so inspiring. That's it. So, yeah, that's a steal, guys. If you're listening, like, man, I'm close enough. Maybe I should. You definitely should. Yeah, that is <laughs> awesome. That is awesome. Well, why don't you, um, Zach? Why don't you go ahead and tell us um, how to get a hold of you or your ministries or all of that, and then um, any final words that you have to say? We'd love to uh, love to ha- have you go ahead and share those, and then um, we'll uh, we'll get you. Let you. I know you're an hour ahead of us, so I bet it, I bet you're tired. <laughs> so uh, we'll get you get you out of here. No, absolutely, guys. If you guys want to stay engaged kind of with what we're doing, like you guys said, you can visit um, our ignitemen.net, but also you can go to zachclinton.com to stay engaged with me. Um, Just fill out a contact form. It'll send it directly to my email, and I will be glad to respond to anybody that may have any questions, want to stay connected or anything like that. But no, I think the kind of the pressing word that God has placed on my heart here recently as I've just been studying through scripture on my own and just kind of diving into my own personal quiet time has been that of faith, um, just a lot here recently. And, you know, as we were going through this last Christmas season, I was reading through the book of Luke, um, one chapter a day leading up to Christmas and Luke chapter one, right? One of my mentors that I go to in the faith, he mentioned it to me and it was Luke one verse 45. And it was right after Mary, okay, had gone and just been like, completely confronted by the angel that was going to preach into her saying all these different things um, just about that he, she was about to birth the son of God. And so she goes over to her cousin Elizabeth's house. And in that moment, Elizabeth is kind of sharing that verse of, oh my goodness, okay, this baby has leaped within my womb because of the presence of your son, the mm-hmm. son of God. But then she mentions these words and she said, blessed is she who has believed that he would fulfill his promises to her. And that to me is so powerful because then I connect that right with Hebrews 11, which talks about the hall of faith Faith, and it talks about what is faith, right? In general. And as it goes down towards the end of Hebrews 11, it talks about all of these amazing stories and all of these testimonies of faith from so many different individuals who have gone through the ringer in life, but have come out on top. But then it dives in even deeper at the end of Hebrews 11 to people in the faith that have actually been persecuted that have been slain into two, that have been imprisoned, that have been thrown in the wilderness and in deserts of life and in the valleys, and they weren't able to fully see tangibly those promises come to fruition. But then it says the words that God actually has given them something greater because without them, the full testimony wouldn't have come. 
And so my question that I've been asking myself that I want to ask kind of all the listeners is even when you can't see it tangibly, can you believe it faithfully, Mm. right? Even when you don't see, you can still believe. That's That's kind of my pressing word right there. In the, uh, that's good. There's a couple of verses in the Bible. I, I, I read a lot out of the King James, even though I carry an ESV and there's a, there's a verse a couple of times. uh, Paul says it to Timothy and there, I forgot where else it is in the Bible, but it's unfeigned faith, pure faith, Mm -hmm. unfeigned. So without spot, spot, that's, that's, that's Mm -hmm. hashtag goals, Mm -hmm. right? To have faith Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. That's good. That's a great question, yeah. Zach. Thank you for asking that. That's good. That uh, absolutely. I'll have to ponder that. That's pretty good. Yeah, because yeah, so many times you just want you just want God to show you everything, and sometimes He's just saying, oh, yeah. "You just gotta trust me." You gotta this this whole faith thing is a big deal. That's uh, that's good. Well, that's it's really good. I mean, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's how I found that God has grown my faith is in the times where mm. I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. I've always described it. I mean, it sounds like you're a wilderness hiker. You've ever been on a trail. You have markers. And when you actually go into the wilderness, the markers sometimes are really far apart. And it feels like the further you yeah. get into the wilderness, the further the markers are. Um, and you don't know if you're on the trail because a lot of it gets, like, mm-hmm. conflated with the, you know, the nature around mm. you. Um, and then, you know, you'll see another marker and your faith right. grows and you're – um, ability to read a map, I guess yeah, it would exactly. be. But I feel like God works mm. a lot like that when he's growing our faith, when we're young in the faith. And, um, mm. yeah, that's, I mean, that's a solid question and definitely uh, mm. worth some time thinking on and, and oh. pursuing in your own walk. Love that's it. good. Awesome. Well, Zach, mm. congratulations on the marriage. Um, Thank you we'll so much, Mr. Jody. Praying on that for you. Yeah. And uh, I'll be praying for you on your doctorate. Um, how's, how much longer sure, do you have sure. on that? So I just started. Okay. I'm talking. I'm just a couple of weeks in. So All I got right. three and a half years. Okay. <laughs> it don't count yet. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You've got a long way to go. Yeah. Okay. That's right. You yeah. get halfway, you can start. Yeah. There you go. Oh, well, yeah. well, good luck on that. I'll be praying for that as well. Thank you. And um, uh, we were actually talking to your Ben, uh, my partner, and I, a guy by the name of Tate J- uh, Jordan, about possibly coming and. Um, uh, for March, the conference. So yeah. we, we might see. That you would there. be amazing. We might see that would be there. amazing, sir. So we will hook you up and treat you like gold. Well, I promise uh, you, my friend. Okay. Well, we're going to, we're going to see what <laughs> oh, we he's do. coming. Hey, he's, he's coming now. He's coming now. <laughs> see, as long as I don't have green, green yeah. M&Ms. At first, I'll be right. it seemed like a great idea he was thinking of, but if you're going to give him the VIP <laughs> treatment, he's coming. Plane's booked. Yeah. Plane's booked. Get the credit yeah, card exactly. out. He's, he's there. That's yeah. awesome. These guys know me well. Well, so I might have to get some That's new guys awesome. that don't know me anymore. <laughs> so you might just have to take all of us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Zach, I, I, I'll tell you what, we, we've only done a, a few of these interviews and everybody's been great, great but I got to tell you, I came in here tonight, I knew of Ignite uh, about your conference. I had seen it on Facebook, I had followed it some, and uh, but I, I, I didn't know you from Adam and I and I just, I just want to personally tell you I'm thoroughly impressed uh, with, the, with the son that your dad's raising. Uh, with your outlook on Jesus and and all that you're trying to do in these men's life, it's very it's it's very promising to know that that God's moving in and through people like you in this world. 
So Amen. God bless you, sir. Thank you so much, yep. Mr. Ben. Appreciate you yep. so much. Amen. I love what you guys are doing. I'm so thankful for the opportunity. I love your guys' heart for Jesus and all the difference that you guys are doing by leading people to the foot of the cross. There's no greater feeling in the world than understanding that what we do is kingdom work. And Amen. even when it can get very, you know, regurgitating at times, it's always worth it. Always it worth always it. is. Amen. Well, brother, keep the faith and uh, continue to do what you're doing. And, uh, I can't wait for the future to get to know you even better. Looking forward to it, sir. Thank Amen, you so brother. much, Pastor Joe. God bless you guys. Thank you. Thanks. God bless you All as right. well. Bye-bye. All right. Oh. That was great, man. That was good. That was good. Awesome, man. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. He, impressive kid. He was. I call him a kid because I'm 50, <laughs> but he's an impressive young man. I, I like what they're doing there. That was That was really good. Right. What is going on here? Hold on. We got technical difficulties going on here. What happened? We had a sound coming through the TV or the Zoom. It's probably what's I going turned on. the Zoom off. Yeah, we're good. There you go. There we go. Looks like we're clear. That was crazy. A little podcast. Let me ask you a question. Why do we have you two? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he had to fix that. He has, a, he has the remote over there by him. You're asking some, <laughs> hey, you're asking some good questions, but uh, yeah. we need you to fix this stuff, please. Hey, man, look. At, I mean, if you look, you can't see back here, but we have minimal material compared to Jody. Like, I just jumped to his screen like he's got the soundboard. I got he's everything got right here. Like, yeah, it's funny. Not time to get rid of all yeah, this crap. This, it all shows to show you, although he has loosened up the rain's a lot. Jody's still got a lot of control. I got to have some control. Yeah, he's got to have something. I got to have some. I love it. Well, that was a great uh, interview. I like Zach was a great uh, guest to have. Um, what an amazing uh, family that they have and just the ministry and really excited to, you know, partner with them on down the line and uh, just to see what God is doing there. So, um, man, this, this week um, is already, it's just Monday. It feels like it's been six weeks. I have a massive headache today. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, my I want to tell. Face is about to explode off my. I'd my like to skull. tell everybody that Jody, uh, that Jody has endured today because when uh, I walked in here uh, tonight, I looked at him and uh, I, I, I said to him, "Are you tired?" And he, and he, Jody is infamous for getting migraines. Yeah, and uh, he's he, uh, you, you did real well, sir. Yeah, my, <laughs> because I, I know it. at some point uh, in the middle of the interview. <laughs> I thought yeah. you were going to be like, guys, we just got to stop. Glaze over. Yeah. I like, I feel like if I could just take a needle and stick it like in between my eye and my sinuses <laughs> right, right there, just take it all out. But uh, no, Drain that, the was, pressure. that was a good one. So next week, I'm really excited about mm. next week. Uh, I have my wife on here and she's nervous wreck. Oh my oh. goodness. She is a nervous wreck. And uh, I told her, I said, I won't let you hang out there too bad because, uh, um, we, I mean, we got 32 years of stuff to talk about. Like nice. we can, we can talk all day long. So it'll be our Valentine's day special. And so really excited about having here. Then we've got some amazing guests coming up, man. Um, our lineup is booking. Uh, we're booked through February and March now. Beautiful. And so we've got some great interviews coming up. Um, we'll throw a list out there on Facebook coming, uh, in the next few days. So, uh, but other than that, man, our, uh, how are you doing on your our biggest loser? Yeah, yeah so you're, you're looking good. I'm, I'm down two pounds since last week. So okay. that's even I after have, going to New Orleans. Yeah, that's that's, that's, going to that's New Orleans. pretty impressive. So when I got back from New Orleans, I weighed a pound more and I ate my weight in char grilled oysters. But I wasn't eating a lot of carbs. Like I didn't eat the bread that mm -hmm. came with it and stuff like that. I'm down. 
two pounds from life. So two weeks in a row, I was 227. Uh, New Orleans threw a little bit of a kink, but it, it really just, I wasn't what I, what it's scientific term. Right. I'm learning all this stuff. I wasn't in ketosis for okay. a lot of the time I was in New Orleans. I'm down two pounds, so I'm at 225. Good so I'm you, down 36 total, 20 for the biggest loser. That's Because awesome. I had started before right. we started the biggest loser. Right. So you're doing intermittent fasting? I'm doing intermittent fasting. I'm fasting anywhere from 16 to 20 hours a day, depending on. I'm not starving myself. If I get hungry at the 16-hour mark, yeah. then I'll eat. No, that's right. that's gonna be tough to beat, man. Intermittent fasting is no joke. Yeah, it works. yes. And I was I was doing that for a while, and then I started intermittent eating. <laughs> well, Jody, Jody knows because I've been telling him for three years. God, God is the Holy Spirit's actually been trying to get me, me to fast three days mm -hmm. a week. Yeah. for about three years and I start and I stop and then I don't do it. And so this has been a way to start to get that uh, spiritual routine back down. Right. And it's, it's a, uh, and it's getting easier by the day. Do you think you don't, do you think you don't do it because you don't love Jesus? Is that what? <laughs> yeah. So let me, let me. I don't do it because I must not love Jesus that's enough. A, that's yeah. what I because I believe I have that, grace and gravy. Yeah, I know? believe. <laughs> grace and gravy. I believe all of our struggles yeah. in the end come back to yeah. we don't love God enough. as much as we love our struggle right. ourselves. Exactly. Right. I think the answer to all of our issues is found in mm. our love for God. So yeah. I've been I've been studying this this area so to speak gluttony yeah like i i've been because it's one of those things that um i haven't gotten a handle on and personally so for me to preach it it's going to be really hard and so i've been learning just trying to figure out what it is and what it isn't and um it's it's pretty spiritual honestly when you get down to the root of it and if you could figure out um again that love for god like if you just understand man I, my love for god outweighs all the stuff that i'm doing in my life including eating it, there's a reason to get there gosh there's a reason why it's the first of the commandments well, of the, in yeah. the new testament love god mm -hmm. with all your heart all yeah. your mind and all your soul whatever yeah. you know whatever the actual verse is it's 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 there when we love god more than we love anybody else i can i can tackle just about anything in my right. life you know, yep. it's crazy. I, I don't understand why I, you know, it's that, you know, um, I came home today and, you know, I, I'm trying to drink water all day and just, you know, really cleanse myself and feel better about myself. And, um, it was just like, as soon as I got home, it was almost like this switch in my head flipped off. I was like, Oh, you're supposed to eat. Come on, let's eat. Yeah. Come on, let's eat. And it's like, oh, I got to capture my thoughts and, you know, make sure that I'm doing the right things. And, um, Matthew yeah. twenty two thirty seven. Ben, that's what no, you're looking at. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm looking for, but that that's a good one. Yeah. But Matthew twenty two thirty seven is the one you just said. There's so. a, uh, there's a verse in First Peter, I believe it's five. Here it is, First Peter five, uh, nine, and ten and eleven. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. This is the key. And after you have suffered a little while, mm -hmm. 
the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ with himself, restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. That is planned suffering. Yeah. First Peter, that what? Is, the only promise you have five, as a Christian. First Peter 5, 9 through 11. Yeah. The, before the foundations awesome. of the world, God planned for your life to have suffering, suffering. before mm -hmm. he restored, confirmed, strengthened, and established you. And the problem as Christians we have sometimes is we forget that. Mm -hmm. And when we get into suffering, we start asking, we start why, asking why is this happening why to me? me? Yeah, exactly. Why is this happening for me, Lord? Why because not? our perspective mm -hmm. of suffering is the opposite of God's. Right. So God says suffering, trials, tribulations, all good. Mm -hmm. Hebrews 5.8, though he were a son, capital S, mm -hmm. he learned obedience by that which he suffered. Well, the, the issue for most Christians is not that they're suffering for Christ's sake. Right. They're suffering because they're stupid. <laughs> like, literally, they made the wrong mistake. They they sinned. They spent too much money. They ate too much. They drove too fast. Like, their suffering is not because they are godly and they're sharing the gospel and they're they're making disciples and they have the enemy coming after them. It's just because we made dumb mistakes. Well, and we're looking for the wrong answer to get us out yeah, of it. Exactly. We're looking to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. Right. I thought the Old Testament taught us that that wasn't the way, right? right? <laughs> yeah. The way to get it done. Right. And and we we're, we're, sometimes we're just uh, baffled that we're mm -hmm. going through suffering at all. Yeah. So if we change our perspective, and we start to see suffering coming or we, we start to get in and we start to say, oh, this is the goods. Mm -hmm. You remember in movies when God, I love when soldiers in battle say he died well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to suffer well. Right. Right. right? I want to suffer right. good. Right. Now, I'll probably regret that in three days, <laughs> but it's a goal of mine right. to, for somebody to say Ben suffers well. Right. He that endureth to the end shall be mm -hmm. saved. Yep. Endure what? Suffering. Suffering. Yeah, mm. exactly. You know? For righteous sakes. That's though. right. You know, oh, that's, no, I understand. that's the issue. Not Again, martyrdom. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, not martyrdom. But but I, it's that it's that issue that people think, oh, woe is me. Well, woe is me is usually your own problem. You, you've messed up yes. more than the enemy coming after you. Does that make sense? Like, yes. you know, I mean... Most of us aren't righteous enough and holy enough to where the enemy is coming after us and the world is coming after us. It's usually our own mistake. It's our sin. It's our problems, our issues. Um, and, uh, and then we call that suffering, yeah. you know, when we, we cause it ourselves. Adam, so. Adam, I think Adam takes a bad rap sometimes. You know, God's after, after they bit the apple and God comes down and talks to him and he, he says to Adam, because you hearkened under the voice of your wife. Mm. Now, that doesn't mean you don't listen to your wife, men. That's not what I mean. So let's mm. just, and ladies. He listened to, he had been given instruction by the Lord, and he listened to another voice. Right. Now, that sermon has been preached a hundred times. Adam failed his wife. Mm -hmm. Adam wasn't the husband that he needed to be, and that is absolutely positively right. My perspective on the verses is a little different, though. He had just been given this wonderful helpmate, mm -hmm. and she was beautiful, and he loved her, and he listened to her. And she was naked. And she was naked, yeah. <laughs> and he listened to her right, exactly. out of his love for yeah, her. I when know. I first married Stacy, I can tell you, 
mm-hmm. that me and the Holy Spirit had a run in because God said, you love her more than me. You are seeking her mm-hmm. love more than you are seeking my love. You are seeking encouragement mm-hmm. from her and you are putting pressure on her to fill that void in your life and you're not coming to me for right. it. And I suffered for that. Have yeah. you ever heard right? the have you ever heard the analogy that John Eldridge gives in the book Wild at Heart? He says that woman made a choice of knowledge, you know, she chose the apple. But for a split second there Adam was still without sin. Yes. He made a completely different choice, and it's the choice you just described. Yes. He chose woman over God. So woman chose knowledge over God, but Adam didn't. He chose woman over God, and we've continually done the same thing. We've built up and made women our idols, just like you said, you know, when you first got married, your wife became, you know. Paul warns of it when he says, if, when he says, if you, if you don't, if you don't want to get married or if you can keep from getting married, don't, don't get married do because yeah. you're going to, you're going to start worrying more about her. She's going to start worrying more about you. And all of a you're sudden do less for the kids. Right. Yeah. You can do more for the kingdom as a single guy. So basically right. I'm the only one who's figured it out in this room. Yeah. Exactly. You're the you only one that stayed single. You guys got it all screwed <laughs> up. Yeah. Uh-huh. They'd be wearing glasses. In a yeah. You'll be weeks. married inside three years. Yeah. <laughs> I hear it in your voice. That's awesome. Awesome. So what, where are you guys at now? So, as far as my weight yeah. goes, oh my, I'm still at 221. Okay. I hadn't lost a pound. Well, at least you're holding steady. Shoot, dude. You know, it, 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 when you were preaching Sunday, you said something like, oh, you were telling the story about how you went to QT. QT, yeah. You got the hot dog. And I walked up behind Nan and I said, easiest money I ever made. <laughs> I literally stood up and went like this, like, what are you doing, uh, dude? Dude, I'm telling you. Like, it's not, it's a fourth, it's not even a forethought for me. It's I, like, I want I want to get healthy, and um, I don't know if I told this last week, but um, uh, I was at my daughter's basketball game, and uh, I was watching her play basketball, and I was you know I did t- I, t- oh, yeah, I told yeah, this last week I already told yeah. this last I love week it. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but but I just had this like I want to be there when my older kids have grandkids yes. and my younger kids are in high school like um, and this this conviction hit me and. Um, since then, that was last Saturday. Since then, other than this past Saturday, I've been doing really good, focusing on what I'm eating, making sure I'm doing the right things. Uh, went and joined a gym, you know, like instant, yeah. as soon as that conviction hit me, went and joined a gym and, um, man, I'm just not losing it. Like, you know, there's something, you know, five, 10 years ago, man, I could think about losing 10, 15 pounds and lose it. Now, 52, it doesn't come off as Have you been to the gym? Fast if I want. <laughs> you said you joined the been, gym. Yeah, okay. I've been to the gym. <laughs> Just making sure. I have, but, um, you know, and, you know, today I pack, you know, 16-foot 2 by 10s all day long, and, uh, you know, it's just not falling so off I'm, like nothing. I mean, my my first goal is just to be less weight than you, to be able to come to this podcast one day and you're 221 and I'm 219. Oh, I, I it's going to be a big day. Yeah, I know. For me anyway, yeah. personally. Uh-huh. I and I want you to do well. I want you to get healthy. <laughs> I want you to do well. I just want you to gain or lose by 1%. I went to that's the doctor it. this morning and my blood pressure was 130 over 80, so that's good. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm healthy, you know, other than just fat. I said, I, I've stayed at 207 so i you know i lost about five pounds there to start and then it's just kind of plateaued yeah. <laughs> there so but. I, f- I feel like you would still feel like if you won i mean if you didn't lose weight but you just got jacked mm-hmm. 
Like you would you would lose technically. Right. It'd be it'd be a loss. It'd be an L for sure. But you would if feel I could just, yeah exactly just get, shredded. Yeah, there get you that go. you know get yeah. that back up here. Yeah, because that that's <clears> not gonna that's gonna be easier to do to build some muscle. Yeah, your weight's not gonna change. You know, yeah. um, but I just gotta get rid of the gut. So the the, the 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 I I I haven't even started. I'm getting ready to start exercising once it's mm-hmm. warm enough in the morning. I want to start walking four miles, or actually, no, two miles before work and then two miles with after. Stacy after work because Stacy doesn't, she can't get up at four in the morning right. to walk. She's got the grandkids, she's got too much going on. So I want to, we want to walk together. So I, she normally does about two miles comfortably. So I want to do two miles in the morning and then walk after maybe dinner or right before dinner or whatever, two miles with her at night. And incorporate, and then hopefully that's going to speed right. things up some. But what I've what I'm doing is I'm just uh, I'm just slow and steady now. I've incorporated some potatoes back into my diet. I went extreme at first, right? right? So less than fit, less than probably 20 grams of carbs. So I read something that says potatoes that the vitamins and minerals in a potato is much better uh, for you than worrying about the starch or the mm-hmm. carbs in them as long as you don't overdo it. So I'm incorporating the stuff. So my weight loss will slow down some. Right. You know, um, but uh, 180 is the goal by July 3rd when when the competition's over. So that's the goal. It's a win, lose, race. or draw. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it'll be worth it though. I, I'm gonna get there. I know I you gotta, will. I gotta get there. I just gotta get my eating back in right. You can ask your sister, Stacy. I said before I went to New Orleans is exactly what I said to her. I said, listen, he's going to start losing weight. <laughs> And right now I'm trying to widen the gap. Yeah. So yeah. there's a strategy. I know at some point you're going to turn your mind on and yeah. do it. And so I, I'm trying to stretch the gap out to where you can't catch okay, me. Yeah. Right. I, you're killing it, though, dude. 36 pounds. You're killing it. That's yeah. awesome. And you I, can, I you appreciate can tell. There's been a lot of people in my life, especially this tell. Sunday. A lot of people just walked up and said something and, um, I've kept. I'm. I'm. I'm trying to be other than the competition. I'm trying to be humble about right. it. But it's. It. It was very encouraging that That's people good. are noticing and seeing that I'm trying to change some things in my <laughs> life. And my wife sent me a nice text today. Uh, I. I said to her. She's. I. I was telling her about why bone broth is better than regular broth. And I said because it's got vitamins and minerals and protein and collagen right. in it, which is good for your skin. And she right. said. She texted me back. I'm at work. Yeah. She said. Who are you? <laughs> she said, you sound like a woman. And I said, well, I'm trying to change, make some changes in my life, baby. And she, her text back to me was, I see you are. That's awesome. It was, <laughs> it was her letting, at first I didn't catch it. Right. But then I realized she was being intentional about saying, I see what you're trying to do. I That's see good. you. Right, and it made me feel really good. So That's I appreciate awesome. all. Yeah, those you're nice looking words. good, dude. Yeah, you're I was gonna it. say. There's a comment that says this podcast narrating my life right now. He's trying to. Eat, he's eating a bowl of ice cream. He's trying to <laughs> <laughs> convince himself to get healthy. Yeah, that's so, what. That's, that's what. A, I, that's the problem. Don't <laughs> tell him. People, we see him, bro. Yeah, we pe- see you. People yeah, who know him. me like know that I, on a Sunday night I have my last meal. Like my family's <laughs> like. It's the last meal. I'm starting Monday. You know, like I, and <laughs> it's usually a Chinese meal with dessert and everything else. So. Yeah. But uh, the intermittent fasting works for me. Yeah. It, it had. It did it's, for me too. It did yeah. in 2013 before mm-hmm. I knew it. 
was called intermittent fasting. Right. I was I did the HCG diet back yeah. then, which wasn't really good for you. And you can see that it didn't do well for me. But now I've got a lot more education in it. I know I need to eat some carbs. Mm -hmm. I know I need to have a fairly normal diet to make a lifestyle change. Yeah, it um, has to be a lifestyle that's right. change. It so, can't just be a diet. That's yeah. that's where I've got to figure out what my lifestyle, you know, is. Well, I you can you can do intermittent fasting as a long term, right? Like I've practiced it for a while. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but my problem is, so I'll intermittent fast, and then I'll eat two large pizzas. That's fun. You know, yeah. that evening. So, You're right. so Jody, I'm gonna. <laughs> that's I'm, my problem. I'm gonna give a plug to somebody because I want you to look him up. Look up a Doctor Berg, B E R G, on YouTube. Joe Rogan's okay. had him on, I believe, multiple times. Um, he will he does five to 15 minute videos on different oh, of exactly cool. uh, what intermittent fasting is, what you should be eating, what supplements you should be taking this, that, and the other. And that's all this stuff that I'm talking about. I've really learned from him and others awesome. that I've done and I just wasn't doing it, but that's something awesome. changed in November, bro. You know, yeah, I know something changed. I've, 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 I've knocked like 16 things out of my life. I quit cigars. That's I good. was a cigar. So I, don't have issues with anybody smoking cigars. My dad died of emphysema, mm -hmm. COPD. Uh, God's always put an impression that it's about my health. Right. I'm not a sinner. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to hell because I smoke cigars. I enjoyed it. You smell I've, like you've been there. I've That's, quit that. <laughs> I've quit that. And some That's other a things. That's tough one to quit. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. I used to smoke Churchill's. It's like a turd, okay, you know, yeah. like about this long, about that big around. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. My problem you is know. I like to spend 5 to $15 on each one, yeah, I so did too. I can't do I, that. Back in the day, I used yeah. to do that quite often, too. And, and so. Stacy didn't like it, and she put up with it like a trooper for about five mm. years, and it's time for me. Um, it was time for me to get away from it for my marriage, too. She can't stand it. Um, she's got some childhood memories of smoking and this, that, and the other. And it, it just, it was affecting our intimacy and awesome. being able to kiss my wife at night if I hadn't cleaned up and brushed my teeth. And it's, it, it's not worth it's, it. Yeah. Now right? you know the it's real reason I'm it. single, brother. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. I did it for 22 years. Awesome. You know, but awesome. Well, guys, I'm, uh, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um, about, uh, about time for me to hit the bed. My head is about to pop off my shoulders. Appreciate you guys. It's been awesome. And uh, for those who are watching, um, make sure you check us out on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Podomatic. Um, and you find your whatever platform you have as far as podcast goes, you can find Man Up God's Way, Man Up Monday podcast on there. And uh, we'll be back next week with my wife for Valentine's Day special, and really excited about that. And so, yeah, you uh, guys won't you guys won't want to miss that if you wanna if you wanna see uh, if you wanna see the the <coughs> backbone of Jody. It's it's definitely his yeah, wife, man. Yeah, so you know, see it'll be a good one. What makes me a better man? Exactly right. for sure. So uh, we'll uh, until then we'll see you next Monday, eight o'clock Central Standard Time. And thank you guys again for. For being here. God, God bless. bless, fellas. You've been listening to the Man Up God's Way podcast. Visit us on Facebook, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and our website at manupgodsway.org.